one-eyed God, the Wanderer, the All-Father, Odin. I see. Many pantheons of deities, both fictional and from real-world mythologies, feature a singular god that acts as a king or leader over many other gods. In Norse mythology, this god is Odin, the All-Father, a central figure in the mythology and lord of many of the other deities in the pantheon. Odin was seemingly an important figure in the religions of certain Germanic peoples for centuries, and divided between all of his different aspects and representations, is known by over 200 different names. This video will focus on the various tales associated with Odin, as described by different Icelandic texts from around the 1200s. The authenticity of these texts in regard to the actual beliefs of the North Germanic peoples is a subject for debate. Within Norse mythology, Odin likely represents more attributes and concepts than any other deity, being associated with war, death, royalty, wisdom, knowledge, sorcery, and poetry. At the beginning of time, there were two realms, one filled with cold mist and the other with raging flames, and a primordial void between the two. Eventually, the two intermingling elements combined in the void and formed the first Jotun, Ymir, also known as the giant. Along with Ymir, there was also a giant cow that he suckled on for nourishment, and from his sweat came more giants, the Jotnans. The cow, on the other hand, licked the salt from the nearby ice, and from this licking came the first icier god, known as Buri. He had a son, who in turn married a Jotun, who gave birth to three sons, one of whom was Odin. Odin and his brothers then slew Ymir, the primordial giant, and the great rushing of blood that flooded from his body drowned the great cow, as well as the rest of the Jotnar, except for two. These two went on to repopulate the race of giants. Odin and his brothers then took the corpse of Ymir and used it to help create the earth, using his flesh to make the soil, his bones to make mountains, and his teeth to make boulders and stones. They used his skull to create the sky, and sparks from the realm of fire to make the sun, moon, and stars. They created a race of light elves and a world for them, as well as the dark elves deep under the earth. They made sprites, spirits, and animals to inhabit the earth, and then they needed something to worship them, so they created humans. They built a fence using Ymir's eyebrows around the earth to protect the humans from the Jotnar. And finally, they created the realm of Asgard, high above the world so that they could watch over their creations. He also married Frigg, who is said to know the fate of all, but says nothing of it. Odin fathered a number of sons, although exactly how many is unknown. Among these, he is the father of Thor, god of thunder, and Baldr, god of light. He also took note of a certain Jotun that was capable of taking any shape he wished, to a far greater extent than other giants, known as Loki. Odin liked Loki's wit and charm, and asked him to become a blood brother, to which Loki agreed. The two swore to be true brothers to one another, and Odin brought Loki into Asgard, where he was accepted by the others. 
Loki, however, developed a great reputation as a spiteful trickster, trusted by neither the gods nor the giants, but always managed to talk his way back into their good graces. In these days, Odin would often walk among the humans in the disguise of a wise old wanderer, testing the hospitality of those he visits. He also utilized two ravens, Hugin and Munin, who traveled the world daily to provide him with information, giving him the name of Raven God. Odin was a relentless pursuer of wisdom and knowledge, and would sacrifice much in these pursuits. On one occasion, Odin went to the world tree, Yggdrasil, and hung himself from its branches for nine days before finally learning the secrets of runic letters. These runes contained great power, and with their magic, he became the wisest and mightiest being in the cosmos. This, however, was not enough for Odin, and he craved more knowledge. From his throne, he spied upon the realm of the savage Jotnar, and noticed one that was very wise. This giant controlled a well of wisdom where one of Yggdrasil's roots ended and drank its waters every day to become ever wiser. Odin went to this Jotun, asking for a single drink from the well. The giant agreed, but only if Odin shared his all-seeing vision with him. Odin promptly plucked out one of his own eyes, placing it in the well before having a drink. From then on, he possessed only a single eye, but was truly the wisest of the wise. As life continued on Earth, and the gods continued to battle against the Jotnar, Odin's son, Baldr, began to be troubled by ominous dreams that saw his life threatened. Due to the machinations of Loki, Baldr was eventually killed, seemingly through an accident. Although none suspected Loki of playing a part in his death, his jealousy and spite eventually got the best of him, and he admitted openly to being responsible before fleeing. The gods demanded punishment of Loki from Odin, who used his all-seeing sight to locate him. The Aesir captured Loki and tortured him, bringing guilt to Odin for breaking his bond of kinship with Loki. This broken oath, among others in Asgard, led the gods to the events of Ragnarok, meaning doom of the gods or twilight of the gods. Rather than being an apocalyptic end of days, Ragnarok instead foretold the end of a cycle of time, which would be followed by a rebirth, and eventually, another Ragnarok. For the Aesir gods, however, they knew their days were limited, Odin especially. Yggdrasil began to wilt, and brother turned against brother in this time of imminent destruction. Odin and the Aesir gathered as many strong and brave warriors as possible in the halls of Valhalla, and the Jotnar were growing ever bolder in their attacks. It was a hard time in the world of men, with death and depravity rampant, an age of axe and sword, with a deadly winter and the world waiting to fall into ruin. Finally, Ragnarok had come. The greatest battle that history could muster took place, and although Odin led a vast host of warriors into the war, he himself was swallowed up by the dread wolf Fenrir. In the end, the Aesir lost the battle, and the world was plunged into darkness as Yggdrasil broke and fell. And in time, a new day dawned, and the next cycle began, but people did not forget the deeds of the gods.
Of course, there are a number of smaller tales related to Odin beyond just these. Stories of his relentless pursuit of wisdom and his wanderings across the realms. These tales showcase Odin's imperfections and similarities to mortals, his willingness to trick or deceive others, and his legendary wisdom. Odin is the patron of many, from kings to outlaws, poets to berserkers, shamans to seers. Odin represents those who are willing to work and sacrifice to obtain that which they desire, and welcomed only the most worthy of warriors into his hall of Valhalla. The Norsemen were a hardy and capable people, and it is likely that their belief in figures such as Odin pushed them to continue to pursue strength and wisdom, much like the Allfather. There are two ravens that sit on his shoulders and whisper all the news they see and hear into his ear. They are called Hugin and Munin. He sends them out in the morning to fly around the whole world, and by breakfast, they are back again. He finds out many new things, and this is why he is called Raven God. Throughout the years, Odin has been depicted as the wise Allfather, ever vigilant and ever knowing. A source of this vast knowledge and perception displayed by Odin can be linked to the connection with his two raven companions, Hugin and Munin. And the name Hugin derives from Old Norse and means thought, whereas Munin can be roughly translated to mind or memory, concepts that are shown to be highly valued by Odin. Odin's association with the ravens goes as far back as the 6th century AD, hundreds of years before the Viking Age in the 8th century. Even in these times, Odin was quite often depicted as being accompanied by one or more ravens. It was quite common for stories in the early poetry of the Viking Age to refer to Odin as the raven god, the raven tempter, and even the priest of raven sacrifice. The sacrifice referred to that of fallen warriors in battle. It was believed that Odin decided who lived in battle and who was sacrificed to the ravens and the other carrion birds would feast on their remains. Slaying someone in battle was also considered to be given the raven a gift. Sometimes warriors were even referred to as feeders of the raven. The gift of a slain warrior in battle was also seen as a gift to Odin, as he was the ruler of the dead in Valhalla. It became pretty common practice to attempt to appease Odin and his ravens before battle with the sacrifice of an effigy in the form of your enemy. Every morning at the crack of dawn, Odin would send Hugin and Munin across the Norse world. They would return by supper, where they would perch upon his shoulders and inform him of what they had seen and heard. We can see the connection between Odin and his ravens in the poetic Edda Grimnismal, where Odin says, Hugin and Munin fly over all the world. I worry for Hugin that he might not return, but I worry more for Munin. We can look at this as an example that Odin cares for his companions, but it could also be said that the birds are an extension of Odin himself. There are some scholars who make the case that Hugin and Munin are embodiments of Odin's luck. In traditional Norse culture, the spirit can be broken down into many parts and can be separated. Odin's luck is believed to be the part that he sent out on errands, and thus we have Hugin and Munin as physical embodiments. There are no discerning features that make Hugin and Munin stand out, 
they appear as regular run-of-the-mill ravens. Large, haunting birds with sharp beaks, beady eyes, and thick black feathers. You could argue that Hugin and Moonin, having their own unique appearance, would impede their daily task. Appearing as regular ravens meant that they could travel undetected, gathering all the information they needed, and arousing no suspicion. If this wasn't the case, then they could easily be identified, and it's likely that they would be targeted by the enemies of Odin and those seeking knowledge. Despite appearing as ordinary birds, the two were quite far from that, and they possessed some quite interesting abilities. Being able to fly across the entire Norse world in a day would mean that they would have to travel at speeds greater than any ordinary bird was capable of. They were also able to understand and speak the language of men. It sounds very much like Hugin and Munin were merely Odin's spies, but they were much more than just that. Ravens are generally considered as intelligent birds, but these two were capable of making complex observations and served as advisors. They would often follow Odin into battle, scouting ahead, and advising the god on how he should approach the opposing forces. Hugin and Munin were undoubtedly two of Odin's most important companions, and it was no coincidence that they were depicted as ravens. The connection of the ravens and the Norse people is one that stems quite far back. The early Norse people were hunters, and recognizing the pattern, it was common for ravens to follow the trail of hunters for several days, waiting to feed on what remained of the hunt. Sometimes these roles were even reversed, with the hunters following the ravens as they circled the skies in search for a meal. The bond between man and animal was created when the Norse people embarked on sea voyages. They took ravens with them in cages. The ravens would be released, and they would guide the boats to land. Upon arriving in these unfamiliar lands, people would follow the ravens who led them towards food. The ravens played quite an integral role in the everyday lives of the Norse people, and they were even revered by many. It's no real surprise that Hugin and Munin also played an integral role in Norse mythology. The ravens would be remembered forever, as they took their place perched upon the shoulders of the Allfather, Odin. I hope you guys enjoyed today's video. If you did, then let me know what you thought.